Well, today, I have, the message title is Directions for Kingdom Living. We're talking about the kingdom of God. We're going through a series this entire month, discovering the kingdom of God. What is the kingdom of God? How do I live in the kingdom of God? And so that's uh, what we're going to be looking at, directions for kingdom living. Does anyone like directions? Yeah, you got a couple of people that like directions. Um, my... Um, my wife bought a vacuum cleaner a while back, and uh, our old vacuum cleaner, uh, the cord retracted a little bit different than this one. And so anyways, I had vacuumed the living room. I was feeling pretty good about myself, like, yeah, I'm helping out around here, getting stuff done. And I go to retract the cord, and I pull on it a little bit. You know how you do this, right? And so I did this. It's brand new, brand new vacuum. I'm pulling on the cord. Nothing's happening. Nothing's happening. Okay, pull it a little bit harder, and nothing's happening. Keep pulling on the stupid cord, and nothing's happening. And so finally, I'm like yelling at the vacuum. It's about five minutes of pulling on the cord. Amy's in the other room, and, uh, and so I take the vacuum, and I lightly put it on the ground. And then start talking about where we bought it from. We bought it from Walmart. You know, everything I buy from Walmart's a piece of junk. Nothing works. And it's stupid vacuum. And so I go and get Amy. I'm like, the stupid vacuum, I'm taking it back. And she's like, uh, what's the matter? And I was like, the cord won't retract back in it. And so she comes out and she's like, oh, honey, um, you just push this little button. And like you just push a button and zips right in there. This whole time I was in here pulling on the stupid cord and it just wouldn't work. But on the side of the vacuum, there was a little three-step process of how to get the cord out. There was little pictures even that said like, push this button. I'm not going to look at it because I don't like directions. Anybody else relate with that at all? Well, Jesus gives us really simple instructions. He gives us directions in life. How many of you know that the Bible is just full of directions for life when we're discovering, like, what is it that God's calling me to? Where am I supposed to be working? What city should I be living in? Is this the right relationship for me? There's directions in the Bible. It's, it's this book of directions for life. And the Holy Spirit guides us this entire time through discovering where it is that the Lord's leading us. So I don't know if you're like me, but at the very beginning of this year, I started reevaluating some things in my life. You know, is this, is this really the direction for my life? Am I really supposed to be investing eight hours into Cobra Kai, the new Cobra Kai series? These are questions I have. The answer is yes. You got to learn karate somehow. What better way than Karate Kid? So, yeah, discovering directions in life. Um, you start thinking about, like, am I where I'm supposed to be? You know, we just started a brand new year. Is this the this amount of time that I'm supposed to invest in this area? Is there something else, Lord, that you're, you're calling me into? Where, where are you leading me? And I think that's just an overwhelming question all throughout life. You know, we, we run into that a lot of times. Lord, is this, is this really where you're guiding me? Is this the right person? We're just always trying to discover that. And so the Bible is full of directions for life. And so we're going to look at what does Jesus say of what we're supposed to do with our life? How do we live from his kingdom? How do we live from his value system? In Matthew 5 through 7, there's, 
there's a, um, there's a value system that, that Jesus actually sets up. It's called the Sermon of the Mount. And so Jesus explains all the different things that we will walk through in life. Did you guys know Jesus is the best preacher ever to walk the earth? And it's all written down. His messages are right there. And so whenever we're kind of searching, Lord, is this what you're doing? Is this where you're guiding? You can always turn to the Bible, but we're going to be looking at a specific passage. It's Matthew 6, 25 is where we're going to start off. We're going to jump right into that. I'm going to go ahead and pray, and then uh, we'll jump right in. Lord, I just invite you into this space. Like we just saying, Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. And so, Holy Spirit, uh, you are welcome to speak to our hearts, to uh, get past our minds. I just love that there's every single week that we come in the doors, every week that we gather together, there is something specific that you want to say to your people, that you love to talk to your kids. And so, um, just invite you into this time right here. Lord, would you speak directly to our hearts in Jesus' name? exactly what it is that we need to hear. Anything that would like to distract us from your word, Lord, I just pray that it would just hush. And also um, anything that we've been thinking about that, that wants to kind of distract and, and pull our attention away, Lord, we just set aside this 20 minutes, this 25 minutes to just hear from you. God, whatever it is that you want to say to us, have your way. In Jesus' name, Amen. Matthew 6, 25. This is such a good passage. I invite you to um, grab a bulletin too, and it has all the, the scriptures that we're reading each week, and you can just, this is something you could totally put on your fridge. It says, therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is life not much more, not much more, is life not more important than food and your body more important than clothes? So Jesus starts off with all the worries, all the concerns that you have in life. Go ahead and put them on a shelf. Get them out of your life and don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. So anything that you're thinking about right now that's been kind of a worry, it's been an anxiety, whatever it may be, Put it on the shelf and go, ah, go ahead and do that with me. Ah. Don't worry about your life. Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they The birds of the air do nothing, and the Father feeds them. Go ahead and look at the birds of the air. Look at the, the birds. See that fella? You see it, you'll be seeing a lot of these right now in the Quad Cities. We have a lot of bald eagles. Does he look stressed out to you? He looked like he's having a, a rough go, like, oh, man, what am I going to do? How am I going to make life happen? How, are, how am I going to be fed today? What should I wear? Oh, I've already got these feathers. Look at this guy. 
living his best life. Not a worry in the world. Wakes up every morning and floats around. Not worrying about finding a mate. The mate will come. Look at the birds of the air. Look at them. On my way to church this morning, I was driving on River Drive, and there's all these birds, because I knew that, that, you know, I didn't just come up with this today, just so you guys know. <laughs> Around my car, there's all these birds just flying with me, and I was going the same speed as them and everything, and the Lord was just showing me, like, go ahead and look at the birds. Look at the birds. You're not worried about a thing, Neil. What do you have to worry about right now? What do you have to be stressed over? Are you not much more valuable than birds? Jesus created you. He breathed the breath of life in your lungs. Psalms 139 says, he created us in our innermost being. He's knit you together in your mother's womb. You are beautifully and wonderfully made. You're so much more valuable than birds. You are amazing in the Lord's eyes. He loves you. He will care for you. He will take care of all of your needs. So Jesus teaches us, go ahead and look at the birds. They don't look stressed out. They're not waking up in the morning worried about things. You can live that life also. I'm inviting you into that. Then he keeps going with another picture. He says, can any one of you add, uh, any one of you by worrying add a single hour to your life? How many of you know that worrying does not add time to your life? It actually takes away. And you know the other part of that too is if you look at life as, as hours, right? How much time are we, we may be here, we may be physically here, but is our heart and our mind being consumed with worry that we're not even like spiritually here? I find myself in that situation a lot of times where like my thought process is all about a bunch of worries and different things going on in life that I'm not even present in the moment. So Jesus says, if you add time to your life, are you going to do it by worrying? And we all know the answer to that is like stress is horrible for our bodies, isn't it? We aren't created for stress. Have we learned this? Right? Our bodies are not created for a bunch of worry and stress and anxiety. That's not how we were created. We were created in God's image. And so it actually takes away from our life. And also it takes away from the quality of our life, doesn't it? So Jesus says, can you not add an hour to your life by worrying? And why do you worry about your clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow? They do not labor or spin. And yet I tell you that even Solomon in all his splendor was, was dressed like one of these. Go ahead and look at the flowers of the field. Isn't that beautiful? There was no work involved. 
Those just happened. They just happened because God has it under control. Have you ever went out to a field and thought, like, who planted all this stuff? God. You know, you're out in the, out in the middle of the woods and you see this beautiful patch of flowers. It's the Lord. They didn't do any work to make that happen. Nobody did work to make that happen. It just happens because it's God and he has control. Go to the last slide. This is dandelions. This is what happens to your yard if you just let it grow. This is my yard from 2020. <laughs> my neighbors hate me. You gonna cut your lawn? No, look at the flowers of the field. <laughs> they don't labor or spin, so I'm not laboring out in the lawn, amen? If this is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and then tomorrow is thrown into the fire, how much more will he clothe you? You of little faith. Jesus says that a lot. Jesus says you of little faith. He says that to the disciples too. If you read, if you read the gospels, you see Jesus is constantly like telling the disciples like, you have little faith. And I just want to be really clear on this because a lot of us think, oh, I got to have more faith. And what Jesus is saying, you just don't have any faith. You of little faith means there's none there. Because Jesus says, if you have faith of a mustard seed, you can move a mountain. So <laughs> that's little, right? And so Jesus is saying, you're just lacking faith. When you take control of your life and worry about everything, you're just missing out on the point, which is give your life over to Jesus, and that will create faith in our life. It's not like I got to build up this faith project. I'm really working on that. No, it's just like have faith. Have faith. So you have little faith. So do not worry saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after these things. And your heavenly father knows that you need them. Hmm. Man, that's so good. God knows what you need. You know, he knows exactly what you need today. Your heavenly Father knows that you need them. He knows our heart's desire. He knows our dreams. He, he knows what we're searching for in life. Your heavenly Father knows this. So Jesus wraps all this up with, don't do this stuff, right? Which is really uncommon for Jesus because Jesus is always inviting people into something to do. And so Jesus actually takes a lot of time and says, don't worry, Okay, thank you, Jesus. I don't have to worry. So what am I supposed to do? And here's the thing that we're supposed to do. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. So seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and then all these things, all of your life 
will be taken care of. That's pretty awesome, isn't it? Seems pretty simple. Seems like that little button on the side of the vacuum when you're sitting there in frustration trying to figure out life. And Jesus is like, seek first my kingdom and my righteousness. Jesus' kingdom, put all your eggs in the kingdom basket of God and everything else in life will work out. That's tough, isn't it? There's a lot of trust in there. But Jesus says, go to the golden corral of life and purpose of life and then fill up your plate completely full of his kingdom and don't have any room for anything else in life. Just put all your investment, all the eggs in the basket of the kingdom of God so full of plates that the golden corral people kick you out because you just want the kingdom of God. If life was a buffet, Jesus says, put all of your effort in all of it, fill up your plate full of the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and then everything's gonna be added to you. It's all going to make sense. Your life will have purpose. Your life, your life will be full of vibrancy if you put forth the kingdom of God, if you put that very first thing in your life. So directions for kingdom living is put first the kingdom of God. And then he says, and his righteousness. So his righteousness looks like actually putting God and what keeps us attached to God as number one priority in our life. To want a right relationship with the Lord, that when there's things in our life that try to attack the righteousness of our life being made right with God. Jesus says, cut those out of your life and put forth all your energy towards my kingdom and being right with me. That's what Jesus says. That's the invite. That's the simple directions on the back of the vacuum. Push the button here and everything will work out. It'll all work out. Your life will go well. You will have challenges, you will have mountaintops, and you will have valleys. But if you put first the kingdom of God, your life will make sense. Jesus will walk through all those things with you as you're walking through them because you're putting God's kingdom first. Your entire life devoted to the kingdom of God. What else is there to devote our life to? If it's not the kingdom of God, everything else doesn't satisfy I don't know about you, but I've experienced a lot of life, and I can tell you that Jesus' kingdom is the only thing that satisfies. Jesus is my only hope. Everything else I look back at and go, man, when I try to put it in front of God, it just becomes an idol, and it doesn't satisfy anymore. Worry, that definitely doesn't satisfy Put first his kingdom and his righteousness and everything in your life will be taken care of. Sounds really simple, doesn't it? But it's so hard. And the other question is, is what is the kingdom of God? You know, what is God's kingdom? But first his kingdom? Me and Amy had this conversation the other day. My wife Amy and I were driving, and 
I knew we were talking about this passage, and I'm like, so babe, like, what is the kingdom of God? And then we talked about it for 30 minutes. We're like, this is really big. It's a really big conversation. It's a big topic. It seems so lofty. Tell me what the kingdom of God is, and then that's where I'm going to put my time, and I'm going to put my energy. Jesus refers to the kingdom of God as the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God. So in heaven, all of our sins are gone. Everything is wiped away in heaven. Everything. All mistakes are gone. All of our past is gone. In heaven, there is no sickness. In heaven, we are all equals. In heaven, we... We all live together in harmony and in beauty. It says every tribe and every nation gather together and worship the Lord. In heaven, there is no pain. There is no sorrow. In heaven, is full of peace and joy and rest and love. So Jesus says, put first his kingdom, the kingdom of heaven, into our life. And so what does that mean? Does that mean like we work really hard towards working towards heaven? And all of our focus is looking at the sky and waiting to get to heaven? What Jesus actually did is he came from heaven to earth to die on a cross to pay all of our sins so that we can actually live in heaven on earth. That's why he tells us and invites us, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. This is how Jesus says to to pray. Your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. As it is in heaven. So what that means is the kingdom of God is us filled with God's presence that we are bringing heaven to earth. That Jesus uses us and infiltrates our life with heaven wherever we go. That means that our workplace can look like heaven. How many of you know that? Like, wouldn't that be awesome if your workplace is like, this is heaven on earth? That means family get-togethers is heaven on earth because you showed up. (laughs) Some of you find that really funny. God fills us with his presence and then invites us to live from that as the kingdom of God, that we bring the kingdom of God everywhere we go. It's not through good deeds. It's not through your good works. It's simply by Jesus was the ultimate sacrifice for all of us. And because of Jesus, we can all have access to heaven. We all get access to heaven. So put first the kingdom of God, meaning put first putting heaven everywhere we go, putting heaven first in wherever we do. Put first God's presence being part of our life and and like not letting anything get in the way of that. Put first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and everything will be added to us.
One thing with Jesus is he doesn't force himself on us, does he? He doesn't force himself on people and make them do things. He gave us this crazy thing called free will. And so today, what I'd love for us to do as we just wrap this up is, if your heart is just saying, you know what, man, I have put a lot of things in front of the kingdom of God, pursuing so many other things. Today's a brand new day. His mercies are brand new this morning. Welcome to the club. So have I. You know, there's so many things that I've put first in front of what God wanted from my life because I wanted them. And so we can completely just say, you know what, God, we're just gonna go ahead and hand those over to you. If you found yourself looking at last year and going, man, a lot of the things that I'm doing right now just don't satisfy. I invite you to just trade all those things in if they're not pursuing the kingdom of God and just saying, God, you know what? I want your kingdom inside of me. I wanna live out your kingdom. Just really sense that the Lord wants to um, call his kids. He wants to call us home. Call us back to him. Maybe life's just been really busy. And like, man, I, I forgot about, like, God, God really wants a relationship with me. He really, you know, is inviting me into something. He's just calling you. He loves you. He's not mad. He wants you to live from his kingdom where there's no worry. So let's just do that this morning. I just love the, um, the song that we were singing, the rooftop song. It says, call out your name. On the rooftops I proclaim that I am yours. That's the place that Jesus finds us where, where we just pour out our hearts as, as an offering. I'm yours. Whatever you want to do in my life, Jesus, I'm here. I'm available. Your kingdom come through my life. I'll be bold for your gospel. I'll walk away from things that are keeping me away from you. I'm yours. Can we just pray? God, we just invite your kingdom come, your will be done in our life right here, right now. For each one of us in this room, Lord, we, we surrender to you. Any worry, any, any, any stresses from from um, this week or anything that we've just been holding on to that we're just trying to have control of. Lord, we just release those to you right now in Jesus' name. Anything that would want to uh, get in between us, God, we, we just actually just hand those over to you and just say, Jesus, we, we don't want anything else. Jesus, you're all we want. You're all we want. Your kingdom. I'm just going to invite you to um, 
just take this moment and just, just tell the Lord that he's all you want. He's everything that you want. be done, Lord, in all of our lives. Just really sense that the Lord's been uh, challenging some things that are, are currently um, going on in life right now that, that you're just thinking, you know what, this is, it's like the first thing you think of, like, this is this is something I just need to hand over to the Lord. I just invite you to just take this opportunity right here, right now. Just surrender it to him. Just say, Jesus, it's yours. Like every part of my life. That means our treasure. That means, that means our time. That means our energy. It means our money. It means every aspect of our life is just completely and totally surrendered to Jesus Christ. And then what he says from that is that he's going to take care of all of our needs. And so it looks like a life of open hands instead of closed fists holding on to things. It just actually open up our hands and say, Jesus, just, just every aspect of my life is yours. Have your way, Lord. What if you live 2022 completely and totally surrendered to advancing the kingdom of God in our life? What if we were a church that just moved the kingdom of God forward because we just say, you know what, Jesus, every aspect of my life, we want to move forward with you. What would happen to our cities if people just said, you know what, we want the kingdom of God, number one, he is our priority, he is everything. We didn't get sidetracked with all the other nonsense, but we said, you know what? We're keeping our eyes on the kingdom of God. We're keeping our eyes on Jesus Christ. This is what Jesus invites us into. He'll take care of all the rest. your way all the way here. You, you slipped and slide to, to get here. God has just invited you into so much today. Today is the day to just say yes. Jesus, just everything. I don't care what it costs. I, I just want you, Jesus. This isn't just a one-time thing. This is a, this is a lifestyle, just saying yes, Jesus. Okay, Jesus. Yeah, that's what you're working on. Okay, I'm going to surrender that to you too. I'm going to put you first in that area too.
that's our heart's cry today. Yes, we are yours. Have your way, Jesus. We are yours. Use every aspect of our life, everything that's going on in our life, everything that you've put us in front of, any stages you've given us for influence. Lord, would you use it for your glory in Jesus' name in 22. Lord, the people that look to us as as people that... um, are seeking after you, Lord. Would you give us the right words to say in situations that we just didn't have in the past? Would you give us boldness to speak out that I I devoted my life to Jesus? That's what's different about me. That's why I have hope. In every aspect of our life, Lord, we just decide to put you first. You are the King of kings and you are the Lord of lords in our hearts right here, right now. Have your way. Amen. Amen. Isn't that free? Isn't that free?